Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Jazz and Sonic. I'm Sonia. I'm Jasmine. Yeah, this is Jasmine. And today, we're coming at you with another episode. Episode 24. Um, we're going to be talking about all the important things going on in the world. Jasmine, do you agree that they're important? Or are they just like, you know? Um, I do. I mean, I think they're very... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, that's <laughs> what we like to hear. Because we only talk about important things on this podcast. So anyways... Um, first major world update, Jasmine, did you know that Pfizer actually announced that they have a vaccine that mm. is reportedly, reportedly 90% uh, effective? Um, yeah. Yes, as a business uh, major person, I'm a little ignorant on the subject. I have no idea how this stuff works. I just know that there's a vaccine, but you, Jasmine, as a... Um, more informed individual yes um i feel like you're putting more pressure on me okay never <laughs> or you're giving me more credit than i deserve um okay. <laughs> what i know about the vaccine is like just what i've read i don't think any part of my education has helped me better oh. understand it but wait i actually do think that your insight is going to be helpful because me? from what i read about the vaccine right 90 percent effective is really good um the issues that they found with it is that it has to be stored at super cold temperatures and most hospitals or medical facilities even in the u.s don't have the means not the means but they just don't have the technology to store a vaccine at such a low temperature so they're gonna have to i, I honestly don't even know like if it would be considered a freezer or whatever but they're gonna have to buy freezers or something to be able to store the vaccine that's one part of it right second part of it is Obviously, this is a worldwide pandemic, and therefore everyone needs access to the vaccine. Um, I think I saw somewhere that it's 1.3 billion doses in 2021 is a goal that they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, obviously, right now they have far less than that. So then the question that arises is like, okay, so who gets to have this vaccine first? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's like kind of a moral question. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think we know that our society doesn't really operate morally. It operates more like a business. So I'm, th- these are like assumptions I'm making, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that countries or unions like the EU mm-hmm. that have the means to pay for the vaccine will be able to attain the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that many countries third world countries or less uh affluent countries won't have access to that which obviously then puts certain people uh poor people of color essentially at higher risk of catching covid because they won't have access to the vaccine as easily Mm -hmm. um so like that's obviously an issue and then something else which i think you can give your input on is that because pfizer came out with this vaccine that's 90 percent effective their stocks went up like drastically Mm. and apparently there's been talk about the guy i guess the ceo of pfizer i don't know Mm. someone high up um doing some shady shit with the stocks (laughs) and shady shit as far as like explaining (laughs) what's happening so if you could tell us sonia yes just uh of my knowledge that i just read 
Um, so basically what happened is that the CEO of Pfizer sold 5.6 million, um, uh, I guess the, or sorry, he sold stocks that are worth $5.6 million, which is a lot. And he did that the day of the announcement that Pfizer said, hey, we have a vaccine, it's 90% effective. So obviously this is great for the company because people are going to buy their stocks, which basically means that their the company value will increase because Pfizer is the only one who has a vaccine right now. Mm -hmm. um, what's fishy about it is that insider trading is um, illegal. <laughs> so Jasmine, do you know what insider trading is? No, not really. Okay. Well, okay. So, can I guess though? You can guess. It's like what seems fishy to me about it is that Wait, who is it? Is it the CEO of Pfizer that sold these stocks? CEO of Pfizer sold the stocks, yeah. Okay. Of the company. I'm assuming that prior to the announcement, he was aware that Pfizer had this vaccine that's 90% effective, right? Given yeah. that he's the CEO. Mm -hmm. So he knew, he knows very well that the value of the company is going to go up drastically. Yes. And so, in, well, okay, I guess what I don't understand is like, why would he sell now? Mm -hmm. as opposed to waiting for the value to go up and then sell then okay so okay so let me answer the first part so the reason he's selling now is because he, he probably thinks this is going to reach a peak so similar to like the uh covid graphs we we're seeing across the u.s they have reached their peak now correct and so what you want to do in stocks is you want to buy low and sell high so mm -hmm. as a ceo of the company he probably let's say bought the stocks at a dollar a share and right now let's say they're at a hundred dollars a share um and so he's going to sell a hundred dollars a share um so he made a lot of money the reason he's selling now is because it might go back down um in the future because other companies could come out with some and it's just not going to reach the peak anymore other people are going to start to sell their stock um and so insider trading is basically like um it's first of all it's illegal <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically the trading of public company stock um, or the securities, which is just um, stocks, based on material that the public does not know. Um, so it's kind of like knowing who's going to win a game and betting on that winner um, when you're the only person know knowing who's going to win. So it's unfair for, I guess, the public um, in that sense because he has an advantage. Um, and he can also influence the stock market in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why it's illegal. But um, what's fishy about it is that there's this um, there's this rule called 10B51, which basically allows, I guess, higher up people to sell their stocks at a certain price at um, a certain date. And so usually 10B1 is basically calculated by formulas or metrics and the CEOs or the CEOs like accountant is not supposed to know when that trigger is going to hit. So they don't, they don't know that like, let's say like, um, and like on the Wednesday of like X date that he's going to sell a certain amount of shares. They'll only know when that like price trigger hits and there's no way they can kind of determine that. So in this case, like, it's kind of hard to tell like how he would know when to sell because one, there was a huge pandemic. 
Two, how did he know that there was like going to be a vaccine? Three, he probably knew the date. But again, like with the formulas and metrics, like they don't know, I guess, like the outside things. Like the metrics don't know that, okay, there's a pandemic going on. Um, mm-hmm. So it takes into the account, like did the CEO know when he was going to sell, which then it becomes illegal and then it's insider trading. So that's like the fishy-ish part about it. Um, but he's protected under the 10B1 um, because he's saying like basically um, the metrics did it for him and he had no idea, which is which doesn't seem like the case because he's a CEO. I'm like, you're selling at the day of the announcement. Like this doesn't, this doesn't make sense, you know? So he's like protected, but it's, it's unfair. And there's like a lot of cases about like insider trading, like Elon Musk one time said Tesla was going to go private and he said he had funding secured. So everyone, <laughs> so everyone was basically like buying the stock. Um, and so that's like, they, he created like influence um, because he's a CEO and he knows something that wasn't public information. So he was put on trial about that because he influenced the stock market um, based on stuff that wasn't public. Um, so yeah, that's in essence what insider trading is and why the CEO is kind of being a little fishy, but he's gonna be protected because he's a CEO. And yeah, yeah, he's probably, he's fine. Um, I also wanted to say something about like, right now only Pfizer is the only one creating this vaccine and mm-hmm. it's a very specific type of vaccine, an RNA vaccine, which has never been created before. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, by the way, this is coming from BBC, um, but <laughs> it, let me just read like how it okay. says it so I don't like interpret okay. it wrong. But it says it's a new type of vaccine called an RNA vaccine, and it uses a tiny fragment of the virus's genetic code. Mm-hmm. It starts making part of the virus inside the body, which the immune system recognizes as foreign and starts to attack. Um, so the virus, I mean, sorry, the vaccine is given in two doses, three weeks apart. Um, and then once again, early data suggests it protects more than 90% of people from developing COVID symptoms. But so when I read that, I was like, it says that it protects people from developing COVID symptoms. But does that mean you can still get COVID? You just don't get symptoms? Uh, what? <laughs> like, I don't no know if that's way. just was written that way and that's the way I interpret it. And it's yeah. just like a mistake. But it seems that, I mean, maybe if you get COVID and you don't get symptoms and you can't die, so it doesn't matter. But then you can obviously pass it on to someone else right yeah i feel like wait no i don't know a vaccine in my mind doesn't mean that like it protects you from the symptoms it it means that it protects you from the disease yeah i agree so i don't know why it says that on bbc but that's interesting um wait something else i was gonna say though when you were talking about the stocks and like how insider trading is illegal and whatever it made me think like it's pretty unethical that only Pfizer has, well, okay, only Pfizer has the ability to create this vaccine, right? They know what Mm -hmm. it takes, whatever. But I feel like there should be laws in place to, especially in cases like this, when there's a global pandemic and people are literally dying, for that information to be public knowledge so that other companies with the means to create a vaccine like that are able to do so to create like more doses so that more people have access to the vaccine. 
like obviously this isn't yeah. an ideal world and i know there are like intellectual property laws and things like that but i think patents on medication yeah vaccines and things like that are just so it just it's so unethical yeah. it is very unethical there's that one famous story where the guy who basically found um i don't know the if it was like, huh the epipen yeah i think it was like the epipen and he basically sold it for free and then a company, um, <laughs> because he was selling it for free and didn't have a patent on it, basically put a patent on the EpiPen or whatever. And that gave them the exclusivity of the EpiPen. So they started to sell at a higher price, which was not free, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they basically profited off of someone's free invention because the guy was like, no, it's not fair to have exclusivity on this like major type of, uh, I guess, like type of help. All right. The companies just like did it and then pfizer is their whole business model is to like bring like bring drugs into the market and they've mm-hmm. been doing that exclusively for like 20 something years yeah. and it's it's definitely like a business which is why the ceo just sold the stock <laughs> like you know he's made money out of that he's pretty happy but like it, i agree like it's unethical but that was i think bernie sanders whole thing about like pharmaceuticals he's like why does it cost so much to buy yeah like Like it's just it's just unfair you know yeah 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 i mean you hear stories all the time of like diabetics going to uh canada to get their insulin because it's like way cheaper yeah yeah crazy crazy times yeah but anyway do you think given this information because we talked hypothetically before of like oh if a vaccine came out would you take it oh my god i don't know i don't know i don't know where are the scientists i need their input (laughs) yeah donald trump spoke the other day and obviously he was being like the vaccine came out in record times fastest ever after <laughs> relationships with the doctors i was like what you talking about um so i need a scientist or a doctor to tell me because i'm not going to listen to trump like camilla harris said in her uh debate she said if president trump tells me to take it i'm not taking it but if a doctor does she's like, i'm gonna take it so yeah i'm with her I hear you. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So then I guess my next question is. Wait, what would you do? Would you take it? I think I would, honestly. Ooh. I mean, like, kind of like what I said before, like I'd want other people to take it, wait a couple <laughs> months. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then see, you know, if they end up all types of fucked up, then I'll, yeah. I'll pass. Uh, <laughs> no. I think, I don't know, given that, like, if I go back to work and stuff, and obviously cases are just spiking, and I don't think they're going down anytime soon, it would make sense for me to take it. Oh, I actually saw somewhere that people are concerned about being mandated to take it if um, they work, let's say, in, like, healthcare professions or as teachers or whatever, if they're around a lot of people. Um, or like doing customer service jobs Ooh. and people are like I don't want to be forced like it is my right to choose whether or not <laughs> there was the whole topic about like vaccines <laughs> interesting um, interesting um what do you know what um I guess how what are the steps um that needs to be taken in order for a vaccine to be put out into the public right like obviously it goes through a bunch of testing right but yeah what, what do you know what type of testing they do i i know 
vaguely like i don't know the details of it i don't know specifically for this covid vaccine because i think maybe exceptions have been made given the urgency of it but typically vaccines and medications are tested on animals um and then i mean there are different stages right but they're they can be tested on animals they can be tested on humans you know have you ever seen like flyers in the subway or like in i don't know a dining hall or whatever basically saying like oh do you want to try out this medication that helps with this 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 oh yeah <laughs> like do you have problems with insomnia if so we have this medication that yeah mm -hmm. that type of thing so they tested on humans which by the way speaking of ethics is also pretty unethical because typically those that opt to try these like new medications or vaccines um are people that are very desperate you uh, know do they so get like either they're or yeah because usually you get compensated okay yeah um so you know like if you're super desperate for money or Dang. whatever then you're going to be more likely to volunteer for something like that yeah. and at that stage of testing like you don't know what the side effects are yet um, but then eventually like i know with the covid vaccine i don't know if it's been a, i don't think it's been approved by the fda yet which is a food and drug administration um, and i think that has to happen prior to it being like released to the public interesting um but okay wait sonia i have another question for you okay. if you had to decide i'm sad now let's say you have to pick who gets the vaccine first like oh. a group who would you pick oh a group like can it just be everyone does it have to be okay actually um no it can't be everyone. okay fine fine <laughs> i don't know um probably the people who who uh need it most so it doesn't have like it can be worldwide okay, right? okay. <laughs> like that was okay that was too open <laughs> let's let's stick to the u.s oh only the u.s okay oh. so you have to yeah okay so you have to pick between um an old man at a nursing home 80 <laughs> years old right has covid don't know if he can make it his lungs are a little weak you know second person is a college student 23 years old athlete however this covid shit has really fucked them up <laughs> okay. in the hospital on a ventilator um third person is a five-year-old kid who oh. has contracted covid through his mother that's a doctor um who also contracted the virus so between these three people jasmine <laughs> who are you picking Oh my god! I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna sound like such a terrible person. First of all, I'm gonna narrow it down immediately. I'm gonna say I'm sorry to the old guy. Um, <laughs> he's lived his. So an old man's life has less value. Is that what you're telling us? I'm saying he's lived his life more than you know the 23 year old and the five year old. So. Okay. Uh, Okay, goodbye, old man. I am so sorry. Um, oh, I feel terrible. Even though this is completely hypothetical. <laughs> um, and then the five-year-old, what, what, what are they doing? They're just, they're just a five-year-old? Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to I'm going to give it to <laughs> I'm just going to give it to the 5-year-old. <laughs> okay, what's your Because reason? I feel like the 23-year-old maybe has enough strength to like fight it off, right? Is this how our immune system works? Do we get stronger over time or like do we just stay the same? Like you know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> Oh, you're saying like, is it more like when we hit our prime, you know, when people say they're in their prime, does that apply to our immune system also or no? Are we just. I think in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Okay. Um, But kids are extremely resilient. Okay. Um, I'm just going to give it to the five-year-old. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Oh my God. I don't, know, I don't know why that was so hard i don't know either <laughs> but anywho thank you for your wait who would you pick i'd pick the five-year-old oh okay no, i no. wouldn't have gone through all that like suffering that you went through though it's like, because it... <laughs> i don't know <laughs> because because when that i said, yeah, the old man you're like so the old man has less value <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because I knew that this would be hard for you. So I was like, let me make it even harder. <laughs> Jasmine. Hurt people hurt people. Um, mm-hmm. okay, thank you for that exercise. That was emotionally draining. Um... <laughs> All right. So anyways, moving on from this vaccine, because I feel like we've talked about it enough. Um, the other day, we had a, a little video call with our buddy, Trevor. Trevor who? Trevor oh, Noah. Noah. <laughs> wow, you are too confused. I was like, who are you talking? Are you? Tra- I thought you were trying to hide the identity of our friend. I was like, we don't have a mutual friend named Trevor. <laughs> no, 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 no. In case you guys didn't know, he is the host on The Daily Show. He's from South Africa. He's a comedian. And this event was hosted by our college. So we just like had a, you know, quick Zoom chat with him with a bunch of other students. It wasn't really exclusive. But Jasmine, what did you take away from our talk with Trevor? Um, I mean, I thought it was interesting that as a South African guy, right, he often references parts of his culture back home and how that's different to how things are run kind of in the U.S., And he mentioned like, especially politically, right? In the US, you'll ask someone what they think about a specific issue, such as let's say, because we were just talking about vaccines. Let's say I ask someone like, oh, what do you think about vaccinating your kids? Um, In the US, people are more likely to align with their uh, political party as opposed to having their own opinion. So let's say I am, my alarm. Let's say I am, well, I am democratic. So if someone asked me that question in the US and I am American, right? I'll be like, oh, well, what do the Democrats think about vaccinating their kids? And the person's gonna be like, well, Democrats typically approve and support the vaccination of kids for like herd immunity and other reasons, right? And so then I, as a Democrat would be like, okay, well then that's what I support as opposed to having my own opinion. And I guess that's like something he said is like a big difference between the U.S. and South Africa. And I think generally speaking, the U.S. and many other countries or many other people in other countries. Um, And I agree with that. Like, I feel like growing up 
Uh, my dad especially was like big on critical thinking and having your own opinion about things and like researching things for yourself. And I do feel like the U.S. is very much bipartisan. Like, um, for example, Democrats are for vaccines. Um, yes, that's correct. Democrats are pro-choice. Republicans are pro-life. Like, there are so many, so many, I guess, different ethical or cultural issues that become very political and become very polarized. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much about, you know, like your own thoughts and opinions it's just what does everyone else in my party think you know um which is a dangerous mentality to have it is he also said that america is like a fixed menu um in the sense that people are only voting to avoid one certain thing and i feel like that was the case uh specifically for this election as well i feel like a lot of people voted to avoid another four years of trump um and yeah i mean he really hit the nail like (laughs) wait i don't get what that has to do with the fixed menu i don't either i think i just (laughs) i think you messed up in your notes i think you took the wrong notes okay whatever 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 But no, he's right in the sense that, you know, people were voting to avoid one thing. And in this election, it was very much to avoid Trump, you know, and that was mm-hmm. the one thing. I have a question for you, actually. Um, if you were stuck on an island with one comedian, who would you pick? If I was stuck on an island with one comedian, who would I pick? Um, this is one of, this is a question that a student asked Trevor Noah. And he said, it depends on the length of time. So if it was for a short period of time, he'd pick Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And if it was for a longer period of time, maybe he'd pick like Dave Chappelle. Um, who would I pick? Can I guess who you would pick? Go ahead. Is it Dave Chappelle? That wouldn't be a bad option. However, interesting. interesting. Okay. I'm going to pick someone that is not only seen as a comedian but i don't know why like this person is so fucking funny to me but he does that's not his main thing Shaq. oh my goodness <laughs> he's so fucking funny one okay, and okay. two if some like bear i mean maybe there wouldn't be a bear on an island but if some what animal would attack me i don't know but if something tried to attack me like he could definitely defend me you know what i'm saying and also something that first he would throw you first no he wouldn't are you sure Shaq is a gentle giant and also okay something you probably didn't consider is that Shaq because he's so big could just stand there and be my shade I could literally just stand in his shade and be fine you know yes I understand that's my comedian of choice definitely a basketball player first I appreciate this choice. I did not see that coming. Did you know no. Shaq didn't know how far it took uh, to travel to the moon? He thought it was like a 10-hour flight. Oh. <laughs> Choosing him for his intellect, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, you were going to be like, he's going to defend me with that animal. I was like, I don't know about that, bro. All right, who would you pick? I don't know. I don't know if I'd pick... Uh, I don't really know a ton of comedians. 
Um, but I'd want to pick. Ugh. I can. I'm gonna pick any celebrity. Okay. Okay. Oh my God, Elon Musk. <laughs> Is that what you were gonna say? Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> I would not feel safe around him. Why? He's probably he's probably gonna invent something that will like save us both, and I'll be like, okay, good job. I just want to like chillax there. He'll probably like do something. He'll, like, call a Tesla, his flying car that's in prototype. Movie, like, come take us. Yeah, okay, good job. He owns a spaceship company. First of all, you could probably send the Falcon Nine and be like, okay, let's rescue these guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, you'll be stuck on the other island with Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny i've always wanted to do one of those like survivor shows you know really ha- but in theory in theory i wanted to do it where there are like challenges and well okay there are different types of survivor shows one they just put you on the island you have to you have to like build shelter and mm-hmm. and find food somehow and water whatever and mm-hmm. then there are other ones where it's like in france they have this show where it's like a group of people right there are two different teams mm-hmm. and then both teams are like separated to opposite sides of the island and they have to same thing like create shelter find food find water and then there are challenges and if you if your team loses a challenge one of your people gets sent home one of the participants gets sent home on your team right um and then whoever ends with the most number of participants wins that makes sense mm-hmm. okay that makes sense so yeah. i've always wanted to do that because it seems so fun mm-hmm. but like in theory and then in practice i'm like no i think that shit would piss me off i just want to sleep and then they <laughs> it had me like building a hut or something well, no 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 yeah. <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> um there's a show called naked and afraid that's pretty intense it's the same concept they drop them in the middle of a forest or wherever and they're naked which is pretty awkward um and they give them three things to bring or whatever but one time they put them in the middle of like alaska and it was cold dude i would never ever do that like i don't think you could pay me any wait, amount wait, of money naked naked, naked oh. in alaska it, it was freezing cold and it just they just looked miserable um but yeah i i would never i don't think i could ever because one i know i'd just die two i'd want food and then three it's like what you said they asked me to go build shelter i'd be like no just like i'm hungry yeah yeah i i wonder how they how it works in terms of liability like you probably just have to sign a waiver saying like if i die then i die they probably find a way their life yeah (laughs) probably like the show doesn't want any responsibility no way makes sense yeah but anyways thank you guys for listening to episode 24 <gasps> rest in peace Kobe. Kobe. R.I.P. episode 24 of the jazz and sonic podcast we will talk to you guys next week for another episode of this podcast that is crashing and burning it's our project our project oh yeah, yeah project okay nice